Celebrating the world's best dabs. Son, this is whiskey. Try some. Okay, thanks, Dad. What are you doing? Here's to all the dads who impregnated all the moms and made us. Hey, I'm not made of money. What am I, a money tree? I just need bail, Dad. National Bank of Dad. Everybody be nice to your dad. Maybe just leave him alone. Some peace and quiet. And don't ask me for money. What is happening? Welcome back. This is DadCast, season one, episode number two. I am JP, joined with the man, Nick Martin, over there. Hello, sir. How hey, are you today? Up? I'm good. How are you, man? Good. You, know, you shouldn't talk over me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just playing right off the bat. And joining I us. I quit. I don't have a radio voice. I'm not big. Oh, you're a big boy. You're, you're big. Huge. Wait, wait. I'm, you're, you're, I'm big. You're like animal. I just, I just don't have the radio voice like these other two gentlemen do. Oh, and speaking <laughs> of the other second gentleman in the room, we are joined today by quite possibly the biggest humanitarian Southern Oregon <laughs> has ever, ever seen, uh, Travis Hinman, otherwise known as DJ Opie. How are you, sir? Thanks for joining us. I, I think that the best way for me to respond is quietly after all the junk I just gave Nick for not having the big radio voice. So <laughs> I thought it'd be more entertaining if I if I responded to you quietly. Um, but thank you for having me. Absolutely. Welcome yeah. to the Dadcast. The very first special guest the what? Dadcast That's has right. had here on the show. I love hearing that. Granted, we've only had two shows, this oh, being the okay. second of them. But you are the first guest, and that is pretty important, and we appreciate that. Hey, I, I love it. Thanks for having me. Should we do the rest of the podcast in the uh, library voice and see how know. it goes? What yeah. do you think, Nick? It's kind of turning me on a little we bit. Can, <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we can make Nick feel a little bit better about the whole thing, get him a little more acclimated. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> so this is okay, the Dad Cast, <laughs> where we speak all things dad, uh, good things, bad things, things we need to learn, things we have learned, things we would like to learn on others, and a uh, very special announcement, this podcast, Dad Cast, is now sponsored hey. by Boneyard Elixir, a CBD-infused beverage. I'm going to be so chill for the rest of my work day. You are? Exactly. Yes. So let's let's give it a go. Mm. Boneyard cheers. Elixir. Thank you. Yeah, we're cheering. We're cheers. cheering. Thank you uh, for sponsoring the podcast, man. We appreciate it. And here we go. Here's my first sip. Am I going to make it home? I yeah. brought the vet today, so. Dude. Mm. Might drive a little slower. But You're going to drive slower. Hmm. <laughs> Not bad. Thank you very much. Boneyard Elixir. So it has been... Uh, it's been about a month since we uh, dropped our very first episode, and we were planning on, uh, of course, having this show drop once a week. But as with everything, the best thing I can say is 2020. Mm. Yeah, uh, things happened, and uh, right now Southern Oregon is in a, it's in a hurting position. Man, we uh, our hometown essentially, at least parts of it nearby, the towns of Talent, Ashland, and Phoenix, Oregon have been devastated by uh, wildfires. Mm. And so we uh, we took the time to, you know, we thought that things were more important than our stupid little podcast. Exactly. So, yeah. but we are back, and we are going to do our best to talk things, Dad. But if we stray on this one, Opie. It's very possible. Um, that's okay, because I would really like to touch on, 
you know, the things that you were doing for the community during this fire time. Um, also, I can't wait to hear the stories about but you and your dad life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember watching your son. You bring him in their old radio station mm-hmm. when he was this little guy, and now he's got his own kid, and you're a grandpa. I am a it's, grandpa. I have uh, a granddad bod. You do. <laughs> and the granddad beard. I look like Santa. Oh, he does. You guys check him out. Watching you. Nick, how has your uh, last month been? Uh, crazy, man. Uh, a little COVID scare. Got through that, so we're good. Did you contract the COVID? I did not contract Did someone COVID. you know contract the COVID? My wife may have had it, but she tested negative, so oh. we're good. What about the antibodies? Did, they, did, she, did no, you test we, for that? No, we didn't test for that. She okay. just did the COVID test. It, say it took like seven days. We got the test back. It was negative. We had to quarantine for two weeks, so... That's that was one of the reasons why we weren't in here. I didn't know that. Chilling at home for two weeks. You didn't tell me I didn't tell at all. all. I didn't tell a lot of people. It was top okay. secret for <laughs> for a little bit. But just want to give you it's a little out crap. there. It's I knew. Open. I knew. JP knew. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, hey, should we uh, go to the uh, the dad cast? I said, no. <laughs> Do you want to come over and quarantine? <laughs> you uh, yeah, you're no I'll quarantine and chill <laughs> because as you know, you're a dad. I'm a dad. I'm not getting those kiddos of mine sick. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So all's good. Good. How's um, the boy? The boy is good. He's eating. He just he poops all the time. Poop. Still, it's it's awful. Um, it's not awful, man. That's no, he's a baby. It's, it's what they do. Yeah. They, they poop and sleep. Exactly. It's no, so he's, good. He's awesome. We do morning workouts, which you can check out the videos on my Facebook page. It's it, they're hilarious. Little guy like bench presses, does some push ups. <laughs> he tries to roll. He's not quite there yet. But well, he's a little bitty. He's he's getting. Is he what four months old? Four months. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, no. Come on. Yeah. Bump your brakes. It's all right. Well, we'll get there. We've got some pro sports teams <laughs> that are going to need some athletes here pretty soon. So. Oh, sports! <laughs> I can't wait to talk about sports. On oh this gosh, yes. <laughs> I oh, I my Facebook feed's trying to reconnect here for some reason. It's giving I, I us some issues. I can't watch them without the fans. Um, I can. Oh. I'm, I'm all, man, I am, okay. You all, all right. see the shirt I'm all wearing, right? right. I wore right. it for today. Yeah, that's nice. a good, hey, I wore my I wore my one and only Kansas City Chiefs hat Sunday, right. my one and only Kansas City Chiefs t-shirt, and my, um, I can't remember where I bought them, but my Patrick Mahomes socks. Huh? It so, worked for you. It, yeah, it but just I'll tell you the what. last minute. <laughs> but I'll tell you what. The Chiefs still found a way to completely screw me. Yeah, you're welcome. Because I, uh, you know, I'm a Raider fan, and I hate all things. <laughs> I hate, hate, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, I don't want to say hate, but strongly dislike mm-hmm. is, a, is a good term for it. But uh, I've been doing some betting. I was actually in Las Vegas two weeks ago, last weekend, right. for the very first Raider game in Las Vegas, although they weren't playing at home that weekend, but yeah. week one, and we won, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, where was I going with this? Um, oh, the Chiefs. Oh, yeah. So, so, so I so, <laughs> How quick I forget. Thank you, Travis. I don't. <laughs> uh, so I, I put a bet down in Vegas, because that's what you do in Vegas, mm-hmm. right? And I did a three-team parlay. All three teams won. My $20 mm-hmm. spat out 150 bucks. So okay. I was like, right nice. on. Cool. So I made another bet when I got home. On Oregon Lottery scoreboard, scoreboard, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, um, <clears throat> sponsorship. And uh, I put down a crazy bet. I like doing it, but small $10 bet. And if it paid out, this particular bet would have been like 520 bucks. Sorry, buddy. And what I had to do was I bet six teams mm. on the spread. Mm. Five of those six teams hit. And the one that didn't 
was Kansas City did not beat the Chargers by eight points or more. Yeah. And I figured going in, that's that's a sure in, man. It's KC. It <laughs> should have been a sure in. It's just Mahomes. And, of course, they screwed me and I lost my 10 bucks and didn't win 500. Well, if you, if you oh. ask me, Butker scored nine points. <laughs> so <laughs> he covered the spread. 58-yarder <laughs> three times in a row. Uh, well, that fi- was amazing. 55 or 53 was the first one. Then they, they, were, pushed it back. they were penalized, yep. so they pushed it back to 58. Then they iced him, and he, he made all three. And I'm standing, standing in my living room, and I am like, it's It's happening. He's ice cold. He has an ice chest where his heart used to be, <laughs> this guy. And, you know, they call him Butt Kicker, and that's a name that Andy Reid gave him, Butt Kicker. So there's a T-shirt that's got, like, I'm, I'm trying to find it so I can buy it and wear it because I need more than one. Amazon. Probably Amazon, but there's a local printer in Kansas City I'm, I'm trying to throw money at to reprint an old T-shirt that they don't do anymore. But um, anyway, whatever. So, yeah, that was... Woo, that was wild. And then y'all came out last night, and oh. David Carr throws three touchdowns. Waller is a problem. Oh, Jacobs yes. is a problem. That that's a that's a pretty damn good team. It's a real good team so I, far. I was. I'm not. This is the Raiders we're talking about, so I don't want to eh, get too hype yet. Eh. But that defense has got a lot to work on. But it is so far so good, man. You take down a New Orleans team like that. I was a very happy guy last night. He doesn't Nick, care. Nick, are you a football fan? <laughs> uh, no. No. Sorry. No. Are you a sports fan in general? A little bit. I like basketball, for okay. sure. Okay. All right. All right. How about them Lakers? Hey. No. Oh! I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Portland fan. Yeah. Oh, sorry yeah. about oh, that. Oh, you're going to hate me even yeah. worse, though, because I've always cheered for the Celtics. Oh, so. you know what, man? I am cheering for the Celtics, because I want to... Come on, who doesn't want to see Lakers-Celtics in the finals, man? Not that we're there yet, but it's looking that way for the Lakers. Dude, the Lakers have got to win it this year. This is is the most important win they'll ever have if they win it, and I'm, Mm. I'm here for it. Yeah. They need to do it so bad for Mamba. Oh yeah, they do, but bro, right. yeah, I, yeah, I'll give do. you that. Yeah, Definitely. they got to do it, and then then it's Dame time. I'm sorry, yeah. but I I got it. <laughs> I got to get a Blazers ring before yes. I die. Yes. Um, oh, you got you got to at least give the Blazers one because how many you have? You have seventeen. I think all of them. You yeah. have seventeen between the Celtics. Oh, no, and you have sixteen, and Celtics has seventeen. Yeah. So you win this one, it's even, and then you can take a break and let the Blazers do it. Fair enough. I'll let, hey, look, man, I don't got any problems with the Blazers as long as they're not playing the Lakers. Yo, and that, to me, is the easiest way to relate our sports talk to DadCast. All right. <laughs> it's as almost as if Travis is leading, and I love this. Please, go uh, ahead. Well, I'm just saying, you know, as a dad, you I only have the one kid, right? Um, but I now have three stepkids. Well, Will, next October, next year. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Um, Engaged. So nice. you've got to a beautiful be... blonde. Sorry I keep interrupting. But... I know. I met her. Yeah. Have you met Suzette? Oh, back in the day, man. Probably because of the... Um... I've known her. I think I've known her before you knew her. Well, more than likely. But you... you um... Oh, what was Battle of the Bands? Because her brother was in Idle yes. Threats. Yes. Her brother was the guitarist for Idle Threats. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big fanboy of Idle Threats. Oh, so who isn't? Dude, they're here. so damn good. Dude, they're. Oh, yeah. I booked them at the Vinyl Club, and um, I was like, I felt like I was watching ACDC. <laughs> you know, I was like, these guys are are live. But that's anyway, what I miss around here. So I'm hold on to that. We're gonna come back around on that one. Yeah, let me <laughs> circle back here. So, as a dad to more than one kid, yourself, Nick, and then you uh, as a dad to more than one kid plus step parenting, there's like this. 
everything's kind of got to be even so no kid feels left out. That's not easy to do. Yeah. No. Take what, it from me. I'm asking you to do that for the Blazers in 2021. <laughs> oh, you, so the Blazers are the stepkids yes, exactly. to the parent of the Lakers. All right. Okay. Um, um, let me think about that. No, no, I'm mm, not going to do mm. it. Can't do it, man. Okay, right. so if it isn't the Lakers, right? I mean, this year I'm I'm all in for the Lakers. Um, you're welcome, Manny. <laughs> you know, you're welcome, JP. Mm-hmm. There, there's other friends that I can mention that are all Lakers fans. But if it's not them, who is it this year? Yeah, right now, who is it? It's the Heat. Oof, yeah, the Heat are really. There's only good. four teams left right now, and the Heat is. They've been coming on strong. The heat is on. I mean, yeah. That's a dad joke. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, not sorry. Hashtag. (laughs) Anyway. Um, That's, yeah, if if it's anyone, it's the heat. It's the heat. But I I don't think anyone's stopping these Lakers I don't think so either. I don't don't see it. No. Is Dwayne Wade still on the heat? No. Oh, that's right. He's Rockets now, isn't he? No, he's done. He's retired. He retired? Yeah, yeah. He went to the Bulls for a little bit and then went back. And far as I know, he's retired. I'd Google it, but my phone is over there. That's fine. We don't need to and know. That's really not horribly important. Yeah, we don't need to know. So Rest in peace. <laughs> I would like to pose a question to the panel here. Um, now, you, of course, have older children, and the grandkids aren't speaking yet, are they? They're, they're the two boys call me Funny Papa. Funny so, Papa. Yeah, they talk. Okay. During these wildfires... Um, I've got my, my little is seven, my uh, next youngest, my son, 10. Uh, the oldest girl is 15, so this question doesn't really apply, but they were very frightened. Mm. I mean, you know, they see how I'm acting. They see how mom is acting. Mm. Uh, it's They're seeing what is being portrayed on the news and everything, and t- towns are burning down. People are losing their homes. Mm. Um, and my littlest, she's already scared of fire because – Next door neighbor a couple years ago lost their house to a house fire, and she was literally evacuated by a fireman in her arms, in his Mm -hmm. arms, to get out of the house she was in. So she's got this fear already, Mm -hmm. and she, I I found it very difficult to portray the nothing's wrong, honey, everything's going to be fine, outwardly lying to my baby girl Mm -hmm. because I didn't know. Yeah. How do you guys do that? Is that... Is that, do you lie in that situation? Because I mm. felt it was needed. I know it's a little rough calling it a lie. Yeah. But it was an absolute, I need right. to comfort my girl. And I, and I, there's no need to make it more of a panic. Because at mm. that point in time, literally, Medford, all of Medford was on a level two. Mm. Yeah. Har- half of it was on a level three. Mm-hmm. People are already leaving their homes. Mm-hmm. We didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't. I, that was one of those scenarios as a dad that even though I've been a father now for many many years, put in a scenario where I I, I don't know right. what the right thing to do was in that scenario. I think the right thing is what you did because you, as a father, have a responsibility to protect your child's state of mind. So That's what I was thinking. If mm-hmm. you've got to, if you've got to bend the truth to do that, you're you have to, because and and as you know, with especially with little babies. They feed off of our energy, right? Right. So your little baby knows when you're nervous, right? Yeah. Your little baby can tell. And then I could see, like with my son, and as you know, having known Riley, he's yeah. got a little anxiety 
yes. issues. You know, he's got uh, a lot of anxieties and panic and all this stuff. And I call Riley and I said, okay, here's the deal. And he's almost 26. So, I, you know, it's a little different for me because he's a grown man, but now he has little kids, right? Right. So I call Riley and I say to him, okay, if we get evac- uh, evicted, <laughs> evacuated, we are going to meet at Buffalo Wild Wings. Here's the route you're going to take. And we devised our route. And Riley was like, all right, cool. And I'm like, I'm looking at my phone. Who is this? <laughs> but I, I noticed that there was a calm in Riley that I, I, I don't normally hear in a panic situation. And I was, I was so happy to hear that. And his little kids are oblivious. They don't know what's going on. Now, would you attribute that calmness to the fact that he's now a dad? No. No? No, because really? he still has some panic stuff when, when something happens with his kids. You know, like one time he called me and his daughter was was coughing and he calls, she's choking. And the the funny thing for that was he calls me and he is yelling on the phone, Harper's choking, Harper's choking. And I, and I being who I am, am normally like, okay, hold on, because I can hear her cough. So I know she's not choking, but I go, Riley, you got to calm down. (laughs) Later we laugh about that, but I I immediately load up in the car and I head over to Riley's house and I get there and you can see he's just, he's just exhausted from the stress and she's fine. And, you know, on the way I, I find the place for myself to get calm. And then I said, okay, what color is she? What color is her skin? She's red. Oh, perfect. This is what you need. You don't need to worry because mm-hmm. if she's blue, we have an issue. Right. Um, so she's coughing. That's the other thing because I can hear her taking in breaths yep. and then coughing it back out. So that's what you need to pay attention to. But yeah, so when I call him and I tell him my evacuation plan and I hear like, all right, cool, dad. I'll see you there. You know, like, just let mm-hmm. me know. Um, that was really nice um, because you do... Obviously, as a parent, even though he's a grown person, you you worry, right. you know. And then there's the worry for the little guys, for the for the grandkids, all three of them. But he was like, "Yeah, we're loaded up, ready to go." You know what I packed? I can't wait to hear this, which will lead me to a good seg. <laughs> what did you pack? My DJ equipment. <laughs> yeah, well, that's not bad. You know what my lady packed? What in a, in a hurry, in mm. a rush? I, this is no joke, darling. If you're listening, I'm telling the world right now. I apologize. Mm. <laughs> I can't wait. Her Yeezys. Oh, shoot. Oh, I, was, I was somewhere else. I'm going to keep it off the podcast. So I was completely somewhere else. She, no, 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 no. She did not pack any sex toys. Ah! She uh, packed her Yeezys huh. and a couple pictures of our parents, and, mm. which I found amusing. I'm like, okay, honey, we got time where everything's good. Pictures, important papers. Uh, $400 money shoes <laughs> and our firearms, <laughs> right? And she's like, Yeah, that's probably a better idea, but you know, in a panic, yeah, there's a lot of there's you know, four or five of those $400 shoes. Can't say I blame her. Well, in my head, I'm thinking I can throw a party garage anywhere, right? I can DJ and make money. And I, you know, I used my equipment over at uh, Home Depot this Saturday. So if our house burnt down and I didn't pack the sound system, I wouldn't have been able to throw that party. Right. So I, I don't think that's a bad call at all. I, grabbing yeah. all that equipment. I grabbed the gear. I grabbed a couple things for clothes. I don't. I was like, I don't care. I can just go buy more clothing. That's that's all well and good. As a kid, we we had experienced a house fire. 
Um, granted, I lived with my dad, and the house fire was in Kansas City with my mom, but you still, you know, there's still some memories there about what had to happen next. For my family, they just moved right into my grand, my grandfather's house. So th- there was not like a, holy crap, where are the, these 10,000 people going to live like we have here in Southern Oregon right now? Yeah. Where if you just average out the numbers based on what they've provided, the media, and you say, you just say, the average home is going to have four people in it. That's real close to 9,500 people. But then you compile uh, the Latin community into this equation, and you know that sometimes they're two and three families deep in a home. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it could it could easily sneak right up into 10,000, 12,000 people that are affected and homeless. So, um, yeah, I'm, my mind went immediately like, okay, I'm loading up my gear. And that, that when the fire started, we were getting embers in Central Point. Yep. So. In between wetting down the roof, which now my roof is clean. <laughs> Bonus. <laughs> really you clean. Look at, look at the light side of things here. I was like, "Are those look like brand new shingles. <laughs> nice. And I'm wetting down the front and backyard. So in between letting that happen, I'd go in, grab whatever piece of equipment, put it in the car, and then go back to work. And then now people are coming over that have been evacuated to our house to stay a night, and they their house is fine, um, but they're they live over in Charles Point and they were evacuated because yep. that was pretty close to a couple of other families. So I'm I'm wetting the roof, and then Wednesday we get that Greenway fire. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, that was crazy. What takes me nine minutes to travel from where I work on Biddle Road to my house on West Pine Street took me an hour and a half yeah all the while there's the fire to my left and it's big yeah and it's going places <laughs> yes it is and i drove by it the other day i mean, I'm all of a sudden done and whew, that thing traveled mm-hmm. so the the thing that i take away from this experience as far as our community goes is like my head went immediately to like my family's safe and i cried and i cried because i felt you know there's guilt associated with we're all safe, and here's my friends. Like, I have almost 100 homeless friends right now. And I'm thinking to myself, like, man, my kid's safe. His kids are safe. The stepkids are all safe. Um, even on down to, like, their dad's safe. You know, I got emotional. I got emotional. It's hard not to, man. Mm, it's, it's reality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, I can well, talk. Nick. Yes. You live in Grants Pass, which is just a little bit northwest of where we are recording this show here in Medford. Right. Uh, what was the effect on the community there um, of these fires? I know there's another one close there, to yeah, uh, over in, out by Cave Junction. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it was just it was more of what can we do for you guys down here? We're all we're safe down there. There's you know we're we're so far away, unless it took off like crazy and burned right. Medford and everything, and then. Then there'd be a problem, but yeah, it was more of what can we do for down here. The fairgrounds stepped up, the uh, all the churches in Grants Pass stepped up, and it was just a flood of people, um, and just crazy. And it's like it was just like crazy watching how many people were just like stressed out, uh, confused, not knowing what to do. And you know, now that it's kind of settled down a little bit, just it's it's really cool to see the communities come together and figure out what can we do, how can we get this fixed. Um, where I work, we've talked to some contractors that are going to start building houses almost immediately mm. to get people back in their homes, and that, so it's going to it's, it's cool. Yeah, we've donated a bunch of stuff to get people to where to help them out for right now, and we've got some stuff in the works that's going to help them as soon as the houses are built, as far as like warranty issues and getting new appliances and stuff. So, 
Good stuff, man. It's yeah. The, what I've seen in this community since this has gone down, I knew it was there, mm. but with the tumultuous state of the world, and especially close up in Portland, I would say, just with politics and, mm. yeah. and election year and the way everything is going, it, it. I was actually a little surprised to see the community come together the way it has so quickly mm, right. dropped. I mean, there all of a sudden there's for that one week and we're still in it, you know, a little yeah. bit, but I'm starting to, you know, it's, I'm seeing it dwindle again and people start going back towards that <laughs> politics and my mm. side's better mm. bullshit. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was definitely awesome seeing I, everybody I, come it, together as one instead of, I hate to know. say that, and I know I'm going to just butcher the hell out of this when I say it, but no, that's not my intention to be horribly negative. I'm almost, no, and happy is not the I'm Pleased? I'm not pleased, because I, I, when I say the next words, you'll be like, okay, that's not the right uh, word. Mm-hmm. I'm not pleased that we had fires and people lost their sure, homes. right, correct. But I am pleased that after this horrible tragedy has struck us, that the community has come together the way it has. Mm. Yeah. And if not for that tragedy, I don't think this, obviously the community, the way it come, w- wouldn't have happened. So it kind of took that negative mm-hmm. to reach this amazing positive. Mm-hmm. Right. And now we just need to hold on to Keep it. with the positive, yeah. And, the- and, and show the kids, right. show the children, forget all this social media arguing bull crap. Mm-hmm. Who cares about left? Who cares about right? I said it last podcast. Let's go forward. Mm. Right. And keep this positivity and this community just goodwill going, even if there isn't a tragedy. Mm-hmm. What does it take for us to do that? Yeah. We, you know, again, we have to affect change, but it happens at a small local mm-hmm. spot. And I'm just, I'm glad to see it going. Yeah. And I hope it stays. The way it stays is that we continue. This, the conversation of what it looks like to work together, yeah, even within our opposing views, and there's power to disagreement. You know, there's a lesson involved in disagreeing with somebody, but to remain human and and hear and understand and respect the the differences mm-hmm. of people. I've never allowed the way I vote to determine who I keep as a friend. Right. I might delete someone on Facebook. Right. They're probably in my phone. And yeah, if yeah. they're not, I'm going to reach out to them. There's been a couple of people where I'm not going to respond to them because they're not going to hear me. And they might not even respond back. So I, I, I'm fine with the few, like, losses. Um, <laughs> here's the deal, man. I mean, it's reality. People are not going to hear me uh, or want to hear me or, you know, respond to me in a, in a way that, that is like, hey, that's cool. You think that way. You know, I appreciate it. This is how I think. All right, great. We're, you know, we're moving on. Um, but the, it's our, our valley had its own 912. And I would love to continue seeing that. And I even have people like I, I was starting to organize a like a not really a walk, but like a group of people who completely disagree with each other to get together and then just go, you know, shop to shop and support local business and and be seen and heard like together and 
and then one person was like, this sounds like a protest. <laughs> like, okay, what's wrong with that? <laughs> you right. know? But in all honesty, um, it's tough, man. And, and I recognize that, but I'm not, look, I'm actually sitting in a room with two guys that I know we oppose. Totally mm-hmm. fine. Don't care. Um, mad respect for the both of you. Wait, stop. What are we opposed to? Political, our, our political alignments are possibly opposing. A possibly. It's all, it's it all possible. It sounded to me that you were for sure that our political uh, alignments were I'm only were sort of opposing. sure about you, but I know Nick and I have had numerous conversations. Right. And I even worked for Nick, and we, you know, it, the, the conversations were good. You yeah, know, it's yeah. healthy. It was never like a, well, you're full of crap. You know, <laughs> right. We're whatever. still buddies. So, yeah. yeah, nope. I, ca- I got no time to lose guys like Nick. I got no time for that. No time for that at and all. It, and if 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 I've lost you, I didn't need you. Yeah, there you go. And I yeah. didn't want you. And 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 kind of honestly, I don't I don't like to lose friendships and connections. I like to to like people and be liked by people. And um, my grandparents. This is a um, something my, my my buddy, my one of my best friends, said to me. My grandparents would rather tell you their bedroom secrets than who they voted for. <laughs> and that's the truth, well, man. That's you know, the truth. I, God, I'll say it to the world right now on a couple of facets. Love is my religion. Mm. Nature is my church. Mm. And I'm not a Trumper. I am not a Democrat. Mm. I am for what is best for everyone. And right now... And I dare you to call me out and tell me I'm wrong. Not just you two, but everybody. <laughs> We're fighting. We have, what's the population of the United States, give or take? Throw oh out a number. Gosh, who, who knows? Just throw out a number. It's got to be close to half a billion. Half a billion. So 500 million. Okay, whatever. It's, we don't need to be accurate. Out of 500 million minds in America, this is what you give us. Yeah, these two options. <laughs> yeah, that's where I stand. Really? Oh gosh, right. yeah. So and, and and that's you know that's that's where I stand. I I, I'm not for that. either. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not against either. I'm against for. Come on, man. Better choices. I feel like we're in a no-win situation on either choice right now. And what sucks? And it's, and it's I can't believe this went political. I apologize. I will turn this <laughs> thing around no. real quick. Dads, talk about politics. Yeah, <laughs> I, I will turn this thing around. Um, as long as I've into in in this, well, heck, we're all close to the age. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as I've ever been able to vote and was conscious of a choice when it came to the matter and voting for a president of this year United States, there hasn't ever been a time where I felt like this choice <laughs> is absolutely a good choice. Mm-hmm. I've never felt like it came close to it with mm-hmm. Obama, mm-hmm. Yeah. but there's never been an overwhelmingly like. Absolutely, I am gung ho for this candidate. As yeah. long as I, and can you recall a time? God. At least you know, this could be opinion, but <laughs> I got that way with Obama a yeah. little bit. You know, um, I felt like he was striking the chords I liked. And but uh, after everything was said and done, after eight years of him, yeah, that I'm still like, there's you know? a lot. There's a lot of like, look, he. He re-signed the Patriot Act, and I and I don't agree with all of it. Um, the Patriot Act has given the power to banks to not allow me to walk into your bank and put cash in your bank account. Right. Even though it, it, we know, and I have your account number, and maybe you're my landlord, and this is how I pay my rent, 
the Patriot Act has given banks the power to stop those kinds of transactions. And I completely disagree with it. Now, there's other parts of the Patriot Act that I get on with, but any bill that becomes a law, there's always going to be like, okay, what are we giving up? Mm-hmm. You know, to have this thing, what what's the other side of it? And sometimes the other side is actually, okay, cool, I can handle that. But then there's other things. And kind of honestly, if like if if the Patriot Act was true um, to the the name, then you shouldn't be able to tell me I can't go into a bank and pay cash to my landlord or whoever. Right. And and now it's a little bit different because we can do Venmo. You know, we mm-hmm. can do cash apps. There's pay portals for rent and blah, 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 so on and so forth. But if if I can't walk into my, like, grandpa's bank and put cash in there, there's something wrong with that equation. Because, you know, first of all, my grandfather passed away. But if he were alive and I needed to give him money, right. I couldn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some banks will allow it, but other banks will not. Yeah, and try having grandpa use PayPal. Come on. <laughs> right? right. <laughs> I mean, my dad doesn't my dad won't use any of the pay apps. You know, he's he's he thinks that that's how um, pirating happens, you know. Oh. And it's kind of funny because I've I've only ever been frauded at the bank level, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's I've never lost money on Venmo. Or any of the other pay apps. There you have it. Venmo, looking for a sponsor. Yeah, All right. hey, Venmo, come on. <clears throat> wink, wink, it. nudge, nudge. You Nick can Martin. Pay me on Venmo. Okay, so we're steering the hell out of the politics. Yeah, let's talk about kids. Yeah, kids. okay. <laughs> Did you had questions? I, you said before we started the show that this week you prepared a little bit and had oh. some questions. Yeah, or something. My notes so disappeared. So oh. <laughs> put them in your phone. They never go away. I know. Yeah, they disappeared. Uh, can you recall possibly what those may have been? Um, no, actually, I just wanted to talk about all the cool stuff you're doing, your party garage stuff. Mm. That's awesome. Everything you've done for the community, like just doing, stepping up and doing the party garages for the community. That's mm. And all big. the different places uh, you yeah. have donated that money that to since the beginning of COVID. I mean, there's you, you and there's number. Brian Garrison. Garrison says, Oh, I love that guy. killed it. Yeah. yeah I got to yeah. give a shout out to those guys. That's uh, so what they did. Uh, wow. Mm. It's amazing. Back to you, though. Well, <laughs> When, okay, so it's really funny. So I have a day job, and it, it's it's fun. I love it. I'm outside sales for a local company, and that's people are my business, my heart and soul. Like I get to go meet people and talk about their needs and and sell the options that fit their what they were looking for. And so I love selling on a needs basis, which you do the same thing at yeah. your job. Everything that people walk in the door for, they're looking for. Um, so it's, it's a need space and I, and I love that. And anyway, when COVID first hit and we were going into lockdown, we were deemed as a, an essential business. And, um, I told, I, (laughs) my buddy texts me, he's like, dude, you need to be DJing on your, your social media through this time. And I was like, "Ah, I'm not into it, not into it, not into it. Well, hours later, I get a, a an e- or text of a flyer he made that talks about DJ Opie DJing from blah, blah, blah to this and that on Facebook and puts a little uh, link that you can type in. It's not a clickable uh, hyperlink. It's, it's an image that he sent. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, all right, I guess I'm doing it. <laughs> I spent the next 10 hours prepping music and um, building the garage. Mm-hmm. I built uh, a fake wall out of old fence wood. And then I had some DJ lights in the room and the fake wall was empty in the middle for a while. Um, 
at that point, I wasn't sure where it was going to go. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to throw on some music. Right, and I'm playing house music because I know, like, copyright, it's tough. So I'm doing, like, quick mixes of some of the more known stuff. And then it's, like, I'm playing rap and it's all cussing and stuff. And da 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 And I'm stoked. I'm having a great time. Three hours I play. I made $1,103 in three hours in my mm. garage. <laughs> so um, I was like, all right. I call my boss the next day. I was like, look, lay me off. I'm not going to collect unemployment. Um, give all the leads to the other two guys because I have a backup. I have a contingency plan. I can make money in the garage. We're good. So I take about a month and a half off. And the the first week of being, quote, unquote, laid off, I just sat at home just chilling. And then I did a party garage session on a Saturday night. And I had there was this big falling out with somebody that I had over the fact that she had called and said, hey, I want you to do this event for a company um, for a, uh, for, as a fundraiser for Access. And I was like, yeah, all right, I'm in. And so um, it was me and another local DJ. We were going to do separate nights. And I went on and did the live set, and that person called me and reamed me for stealing her idea and going live on Facebook. And I was like, yo, that's my Facebook. Right. And, it, and kind of honestly, I raised 1100 bucks. In three hours. So mm-hmm. that should tell you this is viable. Like, this is really good. She blocks me. Uh, you know, it moves right on. I'm like, okay, cool. Bye. Um, and then I watched that other DJ completely fall on his face. And I had called him and left a message on his voicemail saying, bro, like, you need to find uh, music without copyright problems. Here's what I'm doing to do that. Right. Oh, he goes on and plays his normal set and just gets blocked, you know, cut off, gets completely locked out of Facebook. All the while, they're trying to raise money for this foundation. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to go on Saturday. I'm going to do that. I'm going to raise money for access. And I raised – and and the whole idea was, okay, so I am – You did a good thing and also kind of gave it to him. Yeah, at a little the bit, same time, a little bit. Love it. <laughs> I I was I was like, all right, cool. Well, I'm just gonna donate uh, half of what I take. So I raised uh, like another 1,100 bucks or 1,200 bucks, whatever that amount was, and I I donated the half. I got like months of thank you cards out of the whole deal. Oh, it's haunted in here. Yeah, well, studio door just opened for no good reason. Weird. Keep telling. Keep talking. Then I started doing it every day at lunchtime, and each week I would name a new foundation. Okay. Um, I I could there's there were a few weeks of them, but I don't remember them all. Um, they're all local. Mm-hmm. The n- no money went anywhere else other than here locally. So places like Maslow and Access, places here in Southern Oregon, and I'm I'm still getting thank you cards from from those organizations. Nice. And I haven't done you know the steady party garages that I was doing. Uh-huh. I at the end of Saturday after we did um, we did a fundraiser for the Phoenix Talent Fire Relief Fund. Um, at the end of that. The party garage has raised ninety three hundred dollars for local foundations. Oh wow! And I didn't keep the half that I normally kept because mm-hmm. I've I've now got a paycheck coming in. I hope this month I have a paycheck coming <laughs> in. But you know, for a while I had paychecks coming in, and I'm not DJing near as much as far as like out. Can't really do mm-hmm. too many events right now. Right. Um, so the income's a little bit different. But anyway, um, I take a look at that and. You know, yeah, I raised money for people, but people gave me that money. Yep. People entrusted me with those donations. Mm-hmm. 
they they understood because I I always said it. I'm keeping half. Half is mine. Half goes to the foundation. Um, we didn't. Gary and I didn't keep any of the money for the fire relief fund. Like we're that that wasn't mm-hmm. the this this is different. Yeah. Um, this is way different. And I'm watching people, you know, come and and grab things that are now like you know this is all they have. And it's wrench, it's gut wrenching. The the just the look of loss on these people's faces, and and um, I am you know still stuck in that realm of I'm so lucky, you know, mm-hmm. and that I get to I actually get to use the the party garage, which was a name somebody else came up with the first night. They're like, call the party garage, you know, and I because <laughs> I come on for like ten or fifteen minutes and just talk, you know, kind of kind of like I would do with my podcast. I would just talk and then give you know the like what's the foundation this week, um, what the goal is, and then I'd post up my like my pay app information, and then Adam, my my podcast um, producer would watch my pay apps on his home computer at, at in another location and tell me who was tipping so mm-hmm. I could shout them out. Right. And now I have people calling me to do party garages on location. Like, and mm-hmm. I tell them, I go, you know, the definition of party garages, I'm playing house music. Right. You know, that, that this, it's this mm-hmm. music. I'm not playing known music. I'm not going to do that. It's I'm going on live. We're going to raise the funds you want. And I'm in through the fire one though. They're, you know, keep it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, even the guy that put on that last event is like, Hey, you know, someone showed up with $400 cash and handed it to me. And he's like, here you go. This is for this thing. I was all right, cool. And I walked over and I handed it to the organizer of the event. And he's like, all right, man, how much of this do you want? I was like, zero. You know, this isn't this, we're here today, hundred percent to contribute to what you're doing. Um, and if you want my, like my honest opinion about what I've been able to do in the party garage, I am lucky. I am lucky. And it, it pleases me when I shut down, you know, when I'm done with the set, I I turn it off. I go over to my phone, which sits on a Lego stand that I made (laughs) and the garage is a, just a a S show. (laughs) And, um, it's really funny because you only see this much of it. Mm -hmm. Well, anyway, um, I shut down and then I go and I look at the comments and I look at the money raised and I, I move it all over into my bank and then I make the donation and I'm pleased. I'm, I feel should be so Mm -hmm. fortunate. And, you know, that kept me afloat. It, it kept my lights on. It kept me fed. I bought new DJ equipment during a pandemic to use in my garage. <laughs> and I, I told my boss, I was like, man, I could just do this. You know, I could do the party garage mm-hmm. for the rest of my life. Well, you know, <laughs> we, we actually hinted on this uh, last episode. This actually, this online via social media way of gathering and getting and consuming your entertainment mm. may just very well be the way of the future. Yes. If not yeah. completely, I don't think, you know, I don't think it's going to entirely go away mm. at all because this virus and it's just, I believe it's here to stay. Mm-hmm. And wow. in some form or fashion, what you're doing, what other people are doing and these distance entertainment things they're doing, however it may be, mm-hmm. it's not going anywhere. No. Well, let me give you an example just purely from my podcast standpoint. I mm. gave you some numbers. Speaking of, now would be a good time. What is your podcast and <laughs> well, where can people hear it? It's all good, man. I, I don't really need to 
um, promote mine on on yours. Go ahead. All right. It's coffee I and will. Bullshit. It's co- <laughs> coffee and bullshit. If coffee you're and bullshit. An, if you're an Apple or Spotify user, um, and I think these are the only two where I've had to change the name. It's Coffee and BS. Everywhere else, excluding, I think Google Play is shedding the music and uh, podcast part of what they do. Mm-hmm. At least that's what I read. I don't know. Um, but I have distribution, so I don't care. Whatever. You're, you can get it anywhere else by coffee and bullshit. There you go. Um, and all I'm asking is, you, you before you go over to that one, just finish out this episode. Yeah, finish this exactly. one. <laughs> yeah. You can hear me later. And I did actually, any of the Party Garage sets that I did from my home, I've mm-hmm. recorded and put on my podcast site. So you can actually listen to uh, the party garages that I recorded without the the voice part of me talking to the crowd because I didn't hook the microphone into my software that I use for DJing. I just played the music. And I've listened to like five of my sets, and I'm like, oh, that was a mistake. Oh, that was a – I train wrecked that mix, but I still am like – I'm still stoked on it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, once COVID hit and people were staying home, my podcast went from two – or from 20 – 25 downloads a day to easily 150, 200 a day. Easily. I also am being heard in 112 different international cities. Nice. And I can't even I can't even believe it. And I'll tell you the the reason why it's working that way is because who who I put on. Of course. If you if you're strategic and you get people who promote, you're going to get your podcast is just going to start growing. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be like You'll know by the guest, you know, like, okay, I, I had on a reggae artist, and anyone listening in, in Trinidad, Tobago came to me because of that guest. And then I noticed that I was getting downloads in Amsterdam, and I was like, well, who's been in Amsterdam? I, oh, Armani. So I, I recognize those things. So you, you got to have on hustlers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Dad's that yeah. hustle. <laughs> exactly. Hustle dad. Should we rename it? We should. <laughs> no. Yeah. But the hustle cast. The hustle cast. <laughs> No, that could be construed as something else. <clears throat> yeah, totally. Well, Travis, man, you, you're doing well. Mm. It's, it's it's so good to see, and and and, and so. But I've known this about you as long as I've ever known you. Mm. You're a selfless mm-hmm. man who does good for other people, mm. and that's just amazingly awesome. I know this. I, I can't say that much about Nick, though. Yeah, know. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> the best hair in the building. So, so this is yeah. Like the, let's, I, let's crush Nick. My episode. hair was so bad, I had to put on a hat today. Same, same. <laughs> well, the, the, this is what I know. If 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 I was fire affected, I, there would be no question. I'm handled. Some people are taking care of me. I, I'd like I, to think I, the same too. I know that. I completely agree or feel that I wouldn't have a need that wouldn't be met. And that would also carry on to the family I'm marrying into, right? We would be fine. Um, so what can I do to make other people fine? Well, I'm going to use my platform. I'm going to use all near 5,000 people on my Facebook page to – and I'm getting money in from South Carolina, um, from – all, well, both Carolinas from Florida. I'm getting money in from all over the country. Kansas City, you know, family have have, have donated to to the local causes. So, yeah, it, if I didn't do it, no one's going to do for me if I need mm-hmm. it. Right? It's not all about me, but like you got to know that there's a working part, and if you're doing something, it can happen for you too. It's absolutely you. You get what you give, 100. percent and it's also just time, you know, like 
I fortunately I work a job where I can go around town and do what I do and record a podcast on your lunch break, you know, exactly. all those fun things. But I also have time to stop at the store and pick up a bag of socks and take it to a donation center. Mm-hmm. And my boss gets it. You know, also I'm driving their car, so the, it's branding going all over town, being seen, and I'm doing my my Facebook lives at these donation portals in my work outfit, <laughs> which I changed out of today, so I could be incognito and not be <laughs> known that I was recording a podcast on my lunch break. Ah. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm wearing my Royals hat, my standard attire, my and if you notice, my socks don't match my shirt at all. <laughs> so I actually looked down at his socks just so you know. Yeah, just to so confirm, uh, my my socks are like a green, blue, and gray, and my shirt is and yellow. They're stripes and they're striped. I, I wanted to touch on one of those. Uh, I just want to throw out a, a quick shout out to one of the uh, donation locations. It's literally right next to the studios here, mm. um, three hundred one East Main Street, downtown Medford, in oh, Southern I love Oregon. Vito. Yeah, mm. Vito and his wife. There, uh, they got a donation center. It's right there at the corner, three hundred one East Main, Bartlett and Main Street. Uh, th- if you got something, bring it in. If you need something, come and get it. Three hundred one East Main. They're great people. Uh, my lady's been donating her time there. Cool. A lot of her time there mm. uh, the past week, and uh, they're doing great things down there, along with many other places, but yeah. mm-hmm. they're basically my neighbors here. Cool. And uh, yeah, so if you're listening, and is the time is still there, mm-hmm. and people still need the help, and they're going to be needing it for a while, go drop something off if you can. There is a working part to long-term solutions for people who have um, been fire-affected. You know, I've I've talked I talked with the the organization that I uh, did the the last event with, and I was like, I go, hey, we got a tremendous amount of of money, um, so what I'm going to do is go buy some things and drop it off, and then in about a month, I'm going to buy more things because I you you just you know there's still going to be things needed. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and you don't know what those things are going to be. For a while. And it's so, been two and a half years since the uh, Paradise, California. Mm. and Two and a half years. And there's still people not home yet. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I hate to bring it down, but to put it in perspective, uh, what has happened here is bigger and grander than what happened there. Not mm. that that's a good thing no. in any ways. This is by no means a competition. But it'll put in perspective the fact that two and a half years later, we're in for the long haul down here. Yeah. People are going to be needing a lot of help for a while. People are moving. Yeah. I mm-hmm. have friends that are moving out of town because they don't have an option. You know, they have jobs, but they don't have anywhere to call home. And, and there's no al- place to. We yeah. already were in a housing crisis with less than 2% of like rental availability. Right. Not just, you know, people who can buy a home, um, but to just rent. And you, it's under 2%. I think at one point it was under 1% availability. And you can't just construct homes right now on top of what just burnt down. They're no, going to have to go hazmat it out. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is – yeah. We're going to we're talking – on top of that, I wouldn't too, be surprised if it's new construction doesn't start for at least a year. Uh, it's, I think it will start sooner than yeah. that. But they definitely – they will only be able to build where there isn't a hazmat threat. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, what they don't know is how many more propane tanks are, are there that, that didn't explode, that Ugh. are at risk right. of exploding. Right. So there's, there's going to be a lot more work entailed in Phoenix Talent specifically. Um, but then, you know, you, where the fire started in Ashland, 
they could probably start rebuilding, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit sooner. Yeah. Um, I was right on top of that fire. And I've never been so terrified in in like a natural or, you know, quote unquote natural occurring event because we all know that at least ninety percent of these fires were were caused by a man or yep. men or people. Right. Um, not to assume anyone's gender, but that's <laughs> a joke. You can assume here, man. I'm it's okay. It's so hard. <laughs> anyway, um, still, you know, still human caused and I was headed to an appointment in Ashland on Eagle Mill Road, and I saw the smoke, and then I saw how close it was to the road, and I called my appointment. I said, hey, you need to get out of your house. And she's mm-hmm. like, what are you talking about? I said, look out your window. And she hung up on me, hung up on me. And I was like, all right, cool. She saw. She's out. You know, it's all good. But, man, and then I, within an hour, I knew of two families that lost their homes. Within one hour of that fire starting – and all it did was jump and go up East Butler, and it took uh, Coach Tony. He coaches at Ashland for basketball and football. Um, lost everything, and you know it's it's you always hear the, about the guy who would give the shirt off of his back, and that's true for Tony, hundred percent. Granted, uh, the three of us couldn't fit his shirt <laughs> together. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he's a giant. Um, but yeah, you know, and I'm not small, man. And this guy's, I think Tony's like six nine. Right around there. He's a big dude. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, I immediately knew I did not belong where I was once yeah. I got right on top Get of the it. Get the F out. And I was like, whoop. And I turned, just flipped it and turned around and left. And I'm, I'm looking in the mirror and I'm seeing the smoke and I'm just like, oh, my gosh. I start calling friends because I have friends that live in Quiet Village, which was immediately affected. And I – and. All of a sudden, I can't make any phone calls. You know, thank goodness for my work phone because it didn't go down. This one went down. Uh, I think my carrier experienced some tower failures, obviously, in in the fires. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't able to make phone calls. So I start calling my friends from this phone and like, hey, you know, checking in. There's a fire right there. Uh, about a mile away. Oh, mile. That's not too bad. Um, it's close. You need to be paying attention to it. And then I call, I text the lady, a uh, young single mom. I'm like, Hey, uh, fire's moving to talent. You need to get out. I'm packing. You don't have time to pack. You need to get out. Yeah. Hers is the only house standing on that street. Oh, wow. She luckily had somewhere to go with her parents in Brookings. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, her house is like the only one standing. And then, you know, then the, it starts trickling in who I know that's homeless. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's staggering. And it's, it's shattering. And some of those people have been some of the largest contributors to yeah, that's, my fundraising event, uh, efforts. Yeah. And to, also, you know, they're also – I've seen so many people who've lost everything – and this week, they're even donating cash and helping out yep. and going mm-hmm. out and helping others. And that's just yeah. a statement to this community mm-hmm. that is Southern Oregon, man. Yeah. We are almost out of time, gentlemen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks to, obviously, Travis, <laughs> who yeah. talked 49 minutes. I have of, a lot of, of talks. Of, of 60, <laughs> but that's why we have guests. Nick, I, I'm going to leave the end to you, my friend. I got nothing. I'm just like I'm just in awe of the awesomeness that Travis has done for the community 
and what he's doing to me right now. Um, whoa, whoa! <laughs> For those no, of you I'm... who can't see visually, I assume uh, they are six feet apart. Okay, they are social distancing. <laughs> well, this whole room isn't six feet, so <laughs> actually, <laughs> it is. Yeah, Do you believe big. it's seven feet from that wall to that wall? No way. Yep, crazy. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I just I'm totally impressed with the community. Uh, wow, this has been kind of a deep episode. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. We talked about being dads once. Yeah, a little bit. You know, I want to leave it with this: just, just be kind. You mm. know, that's that's it. Just be kind. Be kind. My Smile baby girl at people. has a shirt that says just that. Yeah, that's that's all we can do. Mm-hmm. Well, on behalf of myself, JP, Nick Martin, Travis Hinman, our very awesome special guest for this episode too, and our kick-ass awesome sponsors, Boneyard Elixir, for sponsoring the Dadcast. Uh, we appreciate you hanging out, checking it out, listening to the show, and we will hopefully be back in one week for episode number three. You all uh, have a great rest of your day, man. All right. Thank you. Later, guys.